Oh, Christian. Yes, sir. Man, you you know what? I would what? really like to start a diet, but I have too much on my plate. Man, that wasn't Roll the no. intro. This is my welcome. This is my invitation to invent the hidden rooms inside my heart. What is up, Project Unifan? Hey guys, Christian. Why what? couldn't you laugh at that joke? You couldn't okay, keep... so I, you said you were going to go on a diet, but then I read your shirt and it says, "Wait, what? Open up a little bit." I'd give up carbs, but I'm not a quitter. I'm not people. I'm not a quitter. <laughs> and so, Daddy, thought, don't quit. Yeah, so I, I didn't think it was that funny, <laughs> simply because your shirt is. Uh, Going against it. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, I, I can't win them all. You can't. You know, eight eight weeks in a row is pretty good. Pretty good run. Good laughs. Know? Good laughs for sure. That's all right. I I knew it was going to be up in the air with that one. So, but anyways, guys, we are back with you tonight, and we're going to be talking about the series of love, love. and we're going to finish this series up with the topic of marriage. marriage. on that we're on my guy that's what i'm talking about and none better as a guest to bring in than my wife ashley lawrence tell the people hi woman hi y'all hello ashley. hi y'all that's i love I'm, that that's why i married her you should hear her say that's my favorite ashley say it. tell say the people it. that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite yeah that's my favorite Yeehaw. I love her. I love her. She is my better half, my old ball and chain. Uh, we have been married. How long have we been married, Ashley? I think you said 62 years. 52. 52. No, 58. Or 11. We were married in 1962 or 2009. We haven't figured that out yet. Mm. Don't look at me in that tone of voice, Christian. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we've been through some stuff. So tonight we're going to be talking about marriage. We're going to look at biblical principles of marriage. we got some scripture for you guys. But also, I figure now would be a good time to get down to the nitty gritty of marriage. we got some questions for Ashley. Oof. And it's, it's going to be good. She's going to be in the dun-dun-dun hot seat. Oh, man. <laughs> But anyways, guys, so let's get right into it. Uh, you know, last week we looked at dating. We looked at some good principles of biblical dating. I believe biblical dating is hard to do in today's time. Uh, you know, you've got all these dating sites out there that uh, basically when it comes down to it are just hookup sites. Yeah. And it's very hard to to find good Christian dating outside of church or uh, Bible college. Mm. Uh, but anyway, so the few that make it actually past dating that don't end up in breakup end up in marriage. So let's, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Christian, what, what scripture you got for us tonight? I have Ephesians five and we're going to, we're going to be starting in verse uh, 22. Ephesians five twenty two. I bet you I beat Ashley to it. <laughs> I'm already on it. Oh, um, all right. Well, let's go. Go ahead and read Just kidding. Ephesians 5.22, Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church 
in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He, he who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and sh- uh, shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself. And the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. Show me some respect. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, I love I love the scripture, right? And and a lot of a lot of people really don't tend to look at where it says uh, that the husband is the head of the wife, right? Because when you hear that, of course, men are like, "That's right, I'm the head of the house, <laughs> right? You must you must submit to me." But what they don't realize is is when it talks about man being the head of the wife, it's not saying man is head over the wife. That's not a dictatorship. That's yep. a headship. Right. Uh, the man is to be the head of the house. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to spiritually shepherd the family into the right, the will of God. Yeah. And, and so I love that because, you know, when you hear head of the wife, everybody thinks it's like a dictatorship. Yeah. Like, like they immediately go to the 1950s wife, you know, barefoot, pregnant in the kitchen, uh, uh, you know, Diana housemaker or whatever you want to call her. Yeah, that's not me. You know, <laughs> bridal Barbie, uh, whatever you call it, but it's definitely not that. So when you pulled up that scripture, I was like, I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. So, and it's so important to also know that Jesus didn't rule in this way. Like he, he is the head of the church and he gave himself for the church. Mm-hmm. The husband should do the same. Husbands should be servants in the home, not a dictator. Like Andrew said, Jesus washed the disciples feet. And I'm not saying go wash Ashley's feet tonight, <laughs> but in the servantship that Jesus was in the prime example of, as should the husbands be in their home and especially to their wife. If I go home, and she tells me to wash her feet. Christian, I'm coming after you. I'm going to be in Burleson just chilling. I know where you stars. live. I know where you live. But anyways, you have to think as, as a listener, how many times have you read this scripture? You know, it's like the, the wedding scripture. We read it, we hear it time and time again, but you never really focus on, on what we are called to do as husband and wife. Now, am I saying that this should be a flawless execution? No, we're, we're definitely not perfect people. Uh, Ashley would contest the how unperfect I am. <laughs> I'm pretty close, though, right? Pre- pretty close. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say that it is also important as the husband. I think, uh, let's see, verse 28. So husbands ought to also love their wives as their own bodies. Yes. Uh, so many times we see, like again, with the dictatorship, the husband rules in the kingsmanship of the home. But in reality, if we loved our wife as we loved our own selves, marriages would be totally different than what they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there'd be so much more sacrifice in the marriage. There'd be so much more um, giving in the marriage. And it wouldn't just be a one-sided thing. It'd be like it should be 100% from the wife and 100% from yeah. right. the husband. Now, to play devil's advocate, right? Play it. Even though I, I still don't like that term. You know, we're, we're talking about the husband being the dictator, but how many times in a marriage today do we see that the woman 
is the head of the household. That is true, too. Right? Now, it should be a partnership. It should be, yes. But a woman should not dictate the spiritual welfare of the household. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Now, in the event that the man is not spiritual, is not a Christian, what do you do then? The wife should definitely be that presence in the home still. Yeah, because how many kids go to church because their mom makes them get Mm -hmm. up? You know, while daddy sleeps in and then watches the Cowboys at noon. Mm. You know, that's the worst part about being in the ministry is I have to sacrifice my Cowboys, <laughs> yeah. which is not much of a sacrifice. This year. <laughs> it's not this year. I'm not going to lie to you. but Not the past few years. Yeah. <laughs> See, everybody thinks that, that and you know, the whole men and women are created equal. In a way, yes, but everybody fails to realize that man and woman were created different. They're equal in position, but they're different in... In duty. I yes. Mean, they yeah. have different roles within the household. Yes. But what I also want to look at, and, and this is one thing that I wanted to point out because me and Ashley have experienced this in, in our marriage as well, where it talks about men. See, a different version says cling to your wife. When we get married, we are to leave our mother and our father and cling to I'm our stuck. wife. <laughs> okay, there you go. You got it? I was stuck on the mic. Okay, we're good. All right. Sorry. So the man is supposed to leave his mother and his father and cling to his wife. Now, let's be honest. Not everybody loves their in-laws, right? <laughs> not everybody got as lucky as I did with great in-laws. So in the event that your mother-in-law gives you trouble in a fight, right? Say your mother-in-law and your wife are fighting. Hypothetically, this has never happened whatsoever in the history of man, <laughs> right? And the biggest mistake a man can make as a husband is take the mother's side. Mm-hmm. Your wife can be dead in the wrong. And you need to tell her that, you know, because our job as husbands, as head of the house, we are to hold our wives accountable for everything. Just the same as the wife is to hold the man accountable. But in the event of a fight, you need to take up for your wife. Yeah. You know, there's been times that I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. My mother and my wife have disagreed. And I had to explain to my mother, this is my wife. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, we're not going to talk about her any kind of way. Like, this is my wife. Yeah. You know, even though I went back and I explained to Ashley in a nice way mm-hmm. <laughs> of how she was, she was doing wrong too. Yeah. But when it says that you need to cling to your wife, that is all you have. You are two people that now have become one. You know, and if people would realize that, I think divorce rate would go down, mm. honestly. If, if people took into consideration the actual biblical sanctity of marriage, divorce rate would be down because now it's like the husband and wife get into it and the easiest option is just bail, right? Yeah. Without even trying to fight. Now, I understand divorce is necessary sometimes. Yeah, uh, It's still... Wrong in the eyes of God, but let's be honest, in a situational case, it is necessary sometimes. But don't give up without at least trying. Restoration is always the first, I guess, step that you Mm want to take. Even if it is on that way, you want to restore as much as you can. Yeah. You know the most common thing that people fight about in a marriage? What? Money. That makes sense. Can I give you some advice? Give it it to me. It's not worth it. (laughs) It's not? Whatever money she spends, just be okay with it. Make her give you an allowance. That's yes. the best thing. <laughs> just always ask. If I, told, sp- I already told Abigail that I need a golfing allowance every week. And then if she doesn't <laughs> want to do it by week, I would take a country club membership per year. 
<laughs> there Those you are go. Expensive. That's a smart man. Hey, yeah, it's okay. But it's always <laughs> like even with with spending money, even if I know we have it and I know we have it to spare, and actually does the same thing with me. We'll ask each other. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, you have guys that are like, I'm not asking my wife for permission for anything. I'm not asking her for permission. I'm asking her if she's okay with it. Yeah. I'm not asking, if I want it, I'll buy it. But if she's not okay with me making that purchase, I'm not going to do it because it's uncomfortable for her. Yeah. You know, now sometimes, you know, I may find a good deal on something. <laughs> And it is easier to ask for forgiveness than it is permission. Like on shoulder pads? On shoulder pads. You go to Academy and you just see that clearance sale and you're just like, man, it's calling my name. Yes. I'm telling you, daddy needs a new driver. Yes. You know, daddy needs a new right. driver. But anyways, if you want to know the biblical sanctity of marriage, what we are called to do as a married couple, Ephesians 5, through 33 is prime. Yeah, it's a great, prime great passage. Estate. You know, um... So here we go. Let's get into the nitty gritty of marriage. Ashley Leonard, are you ready? Uh huh. You're in the hot seat now, sweetheart. Oh, it's my turn now. It's your turn. Okay. You are up. Here we go, Christian. Ask us some questions. Okay. First, let's just start off easy. Um, I think a lot of people want to know how messy is Andrew at home. Oh man. Um. <laughs> I he's right now currently sitting in actually more like reclining, I guess, in a very comfortable it, chair it ain't a chair it's, it's a throne a, a throne yeah i knew that was coming <laughs> how messy is andrew um, at, at so the house? he has a throne at home yes i do and nine times out of ten there's a cereal bowl between <laughs> the, the wall, wall. what cereal the chair um what's my go-to cereal woman usually cinnamon toast crunch that's not a bad one but that's i mean good. whatever like childish cereal there is he's willing to try. bro i found apple jacks with marshmallows with marshmallows <laughs> yeah game that, changer that is amazing game changer right thank you it, it really is good. pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> emma loves it but that you know cocoa krispies have you had kellogg's crave cereal i have not oh man you were talking about that my favorite was oreos like yeah. those are my favorite too. i'm not i'm not big on oreos but i'm not listen well you know what, Christian? You want to throw that question out there? Ashley, how messy are you? I mean, I'm pretty messy. <laughs> we, we, it's definitely split down um, the middle with the messiness in our house. It comes from both sides. And it so, makes. And what makes it worse is we both work such crazy hours. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, it's just, it's hard to find time to be home. See, I feel really bad for Abigail because she is super clean. Like, super clean. And I'm super messy. Don't feel bad, man. So I don't know how it's going to go. You bagged you a winner, son. <laughs> She's going to do all the cleaning and you don't have to worry? Come on, bro. You found the great white buffalo. But we're, we're pretty good about splitting the, the cleaning duties. Yes. No, that's good. That's he, good. He won't clean the bathroom. So speaking about work... um. I guess this can go to you after, um, but okay. I'll ask Ashley first. How do you balance uh, your work, your kids, time with Andrew, and also your time with God? How do you balance that in your daily life? <laughs> Very carefully. Yeah. Um, I work a lot of hours, um, and Andrew's good about helping with the kids and getting them where they need to go if I'm not able to. Um, and I think it's you know really important to continue to date your husband. For sure. So... Um, dates are fewer and far we, yeah, further between now. We, we try to do it like once a month or so. Hmm. Go on hmm. a date night, even if it's just a dinner. Yeah. Just spend time together. Andrew? Uh, not very well. I'm not going to lie to you. It's okay. Not yeah, very well. Be honest. Our lives are so hectic, and, and the kids are in so much 
and I'm in so much. I mean, we could break down my schedule. The only day, well, not even now because I coach Jackson's football team and we've opened up a Friday practice too. So there's a lot of times we don't get home and settled till like 8.30 at night. So it's very hard. So, uh, you know, lucky enough, I work in the ministry. So my time, my quiet time with God is done at work. Yeah. Like first thing in the morning before I even open up a computer or anything, I do my quiet time there. Um, you know, me and Ashley, like she said, we, we try and date as much as possible. Um, I feel like we slack on that now, but it's not due a lack of trying. It's just we're so busy between football practice, cheer practice, uh, with me, the podcast, work, her work. I mean, she gets calls almost 24-7 during work. It's just hard, but, you know, that's part of marriage. You make do with what you have and try to make the best of it, mm. you know. I would love to have more time to to spend with the kids or spend with God, and it's just it, it doesn't always happen. So you take your crazy life and you make the best out of it while you can. Mm. So. Okay, and this is going to be for both of you. Um, Uh-oh. How do y'all work out hard arguments and very difficult times in your relationship? We have a wrestling ring set up in the backyard. <laughs> we go outside and hit like men. Yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of like wrestling ropes around it, it's barbed wire. Oh yes. Yeah, we go we go full hardcore style. <laughs> yeah. Jump uh, from the top rope. <laughs> exactly. No, um Andrew struggles with talking about things. I do. Believe it or not, with how often he talks. <laughs> I, um, but well, it, he's one to bottle things up. Yeah. I am. I'm. I'm much like, in a sense, I'm a split down the middle of my parents. My mother's a shoot first, question later, and my dad is a very well mannered person, or he was. Uh, you know, he handled things with grace a lot better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it took a lot to get him there. Me, I'm the type. It don't take much to get me there, but then I bottle it up. So I'm like my father in that sense. I don't. You know, I try and, and bottle it up because a lot of times the small stuff will just let go. But, um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes it comes to raising voices, uh, you know, and I feel horrible about it. I'm, it's just it, it's part of it. We're not perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, for a while there I did have a pretty bad anger issue. I mean, I didn't beat her or anything. I mean, if you look at her, she could probably take <laughs> – Six foot one man, no problem. <laughs> but I mean, I, I yelled at her. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of things I'm not proud of. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm trying to get better. I, I like to say I have mm-hmm. gotten a lot better about it. Um, there's just there's times that my my mom side of me comes out before I can catch it. You know, <laughs> so it's like the the yelling is coming out and I'm like no <laughs> trying to grab at it and yeah. it's just it's not so uh but and, and I'm not perfect I do my fair share of yelling too but or ultimately we try even though sometimes uh we try not to go to bed angry we yeah. try and really work it out before we go to bed he says we well I'm the one that won't go to bed angry yeah <laughs> and I just I mean it's hard for me to go to bed period you know so but she's pretty good about when when I have my shortcomings, pulling the being the the calm, collected anchor of it and making us work through it. Yeah. And then when she has her shortcomings, I try and do the same. That's something that really some a lot of people have told me to work out your differences, work out your mm-hmm. 
anger with each other before bed. Yeah. Uh, that solves a lot of problems. And I've heard. pick your battles. Pick your battles and know They're know your partner. Yeah. Know your partner. You know, that goes along with picking your battles. I know what. Expound on that. Let's expound on that. Pick okay. Your battles. Uh, picking your battles. If it's not worth arguing about, just let it go. Hmm. It, it's really not worth it. Uh, because something small can turn into something really big. Mm-hmm. And that you, cereal bowl irritates me. But she don't <laughs> say nothing. But I'll just pick it up. She won't pick it's it good. up. I'll eventually get tired of looking at it. And I'll make Jackson go put it in the sink. That's, that's the why blessing kids. of kids. I'm telling you, that's why we have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're free slave labor. I mean, let's call it what it is. <laughs> I love them. I love them. But no, uh, you know, pick your battles. Everything's not worth arguing. Mm-hmm. You can let stuff go. And, and that's not something that you're going to jump right into the marriage knowing. Me and Ashley were fortunate because we lived together before we got married. You know, so when we got married, we knew who we were married to. You know, but it's like, I hate to say it, you know, going on vacations with them and stuff is different than living with them. I mean, that's when the gloves come off because let's be honest, like when you go see Abigail, do you stay at, at her parents' house Yeah, in a different room? Yeah. But you still clean up after yourself because her parents are there and, and <laughs> no, nope. not really actually. Nope. <laughs> that's his house. Dude, Abigail. Okay. So this, I've already expressed my discomfort about this to Abigail, but she makes the bed in the evening time whenever I don't make it. And she'll put like, it's so weird. She'll make the bed for me. And I'm just like, I'm about, I'm literally about to get in bed, like in an hour. Like, what are you doing? And she's like, I just want to make it for you. And I'm just like, no. And then also this also, we've already talked about this too. She loves pillows on the bed. And I, (laughs) I did not get that at all. I use one pillow, maybe not even a pillow. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she has like seven, eight pillows on the bed. And they just, look good. Uh, but who's going to see she, them? Does she, are these pillows that she sleeps with? Or no, are these they're just, just for decoration. Yeah, I'm see, just like, no, what are they doing? No. I'm fine with it on the couch, you know, but mm-hmm. man, eight pillows? Man, <laughs> I use two. I, I, I use one or I, use I one. don't use one. Yeah. But no, uh, it's a matter of when you get married, you're going to move in with this person. Yeah. You know, unless you get lucky enough to be able to have separate apartments and just kind of hang out <laughs> on weekends. I'm still working on that. Like 52 <laughs> years of marriage, 58 years of marriage. And I'm still working on that. So you're thrown in a situation where you do things a certain way. She does things a certain way. Yeah. And you're just, I mean, blatantly, there's no easing the process. It's literally like. You have this little ceremony, and then boom, you're, you're playing house. Going, yeah, yeah, literally, you're driving a hotel. And not only do you have to figure life out now as a husband, she has to figure out life as a wife. But mm-hmm. now y'all have to figure out each other's lives, yeah, with each other. It's a strenuous process. It's crazy. So battles are going to come up. Little things yeah. are going to come up, like the cereal bowl. She she just made the mistake of just picking it up and not saying nothing to me. Because now we're 13 years into this thing, and, like, I'm not changing my stripes now. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's one of those things. So, you, you've definitely got to pick your battles. Everything's not worth fighting about. Yeah. It's really not. We used to and get... And that, that took us some time to figure out. Absolutely. We we used to fight about money all the time. Mm-hmm. And finally, I guess we just, we got to realizing, what's the point of fighting about something that you ain't going to have anyways? <laughs> <laughs> You know, did but, y'all set a budget for every month? Is no. that how y'all solved um, your problems? She like would, financially. I, I took more control over the money. She she handles all the bills. Yeah. I pay yeah. two bills. Okay. I pay my truck and rent. 
and she handles everything else. Yeah. Gotcha. Which everything's pretty much auto draft now. Mm. So because it, of me. <laughs> well, in life in general, but yeah, it's. I can't tell you how many times we've set a budget on paper. You know, she'll go through, mark how much we make, and then mark how much our bills are, and be like, we need to do this and this and this and this and this. Oh, hey, you want to go to the mall Saturday? <laughs> Boom. Money gone. <laughs> right? Or she's like, this is our budget. We only have this much left. And I'm looking at it like, okay, so I could play golf two times this week. I could yes. get a new watch. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm not thinking about nothing else. Like, That's heaven, right. Heaven forbids we feed the kids. <laughs> you know? Daddy's got to go hit the links. That's right. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's, it's honestly... Like I said, we're we're 13 years into this thing now, and we we pretty much know each other. Yeah, you know, I I'm not gonna say that I, there's nothing left to learn about Ashley because I feel like in a marriage, if you get to the point where you can't learn anything about your spouse, you there you have problems. You need to you need to seek counsel, you know, because there are still things that she does that I'm like, really, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm assuming there are still things that I do that makes her cringe but it is what it is so pick your battles but also know who you're married to like you have to know if this does bug them that much you've got to be willing to change for sure you know like let's be honest 13 years later am i the guy you married no not even close no because i knew what she was looking for and i had to adapt to that yeah you know she's she's not the the beautiful 21 20 year old girl that i married you know, she's much more beautiful now, but she's, she's changed. We both change. Yeah. And that's, that's what's made our marriage so great is we've grown up together. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kids. She had just graduated high school when I scooped her up and I was like, <laughs> Hey, you're mine. You know, <laughs> Something like that. that was what we got married in 62. So that had to be 59 or 2007. Wow, Wow, you're old, 59. Mm-hmm. So speaking of that, actually, let's move on to the next question. Okay. Um, this one's mainly for Ashley, but Andrew, if you want to chime in a little bit, you can. You know I'm um, going to. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, so you grew up in um, a Christian family, fantastic yes. Christian family. Yes. Um, love your parents. Yeah, Shout out to great. them, by the way. Um, <laughs> Tina listens. Oh, Miss Tina, I miss you. <laughs> um, so someone that grew up in a Christian home, um, how difficult was it for you to date Andrew? Um, we Like, it, he had some past struggles that mm-hmm. you knew of of course um was there any backlash or anything like that was how difficult was that for you uh you know my mom she loves everybody no oh, so yeah, it wasn't an issue Tina. with my mom miss you um my dad i think he saw the holes in his ears and the rings in his lips and all the tattoos and he was like what are you thinking <laughs> um <laughs> so that i mean he came around i guess well, he had no choice. Well, yeah. He had no choice. We were getting married. There was there was nothing he could do at that point. He had to. I mean, I will I will tell you straight up. Like I'm his favorite son-in-law now. Well, like yeah. he loves me now, but getting his approval was a very hard thing. And you know, I told this story in my in my testimony in the first episode. Like the whole reason why I started coming back to church was to get on his good side mm-hmm. yep. because I was marrying his daughter and I had like, well, and at that point, you know, we were living together. I moved in, um, I guess a year after we started dating and 
um, that was a, not a forced thing, but it, it was like, um, an ultimatum for my parents. Like you're either going to break up with him or you're not going to live here anymore. Um, which was, you know, my parents, so it was really yeah. hard to, to have to do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I knew I wanted to spend my life with them, so I packed my things up <laughs> and, uh, we piled everything in the back of his dad's truck and headed up to Bedford. Started our life. Yeah. I will tell you, when she moved in, I did get an upgrade on the TV because her TV was much bigger than mine. Oh. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah. And her bed was way comfortable. So we moved that too. Yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely upgraded. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, it was it was definitely hard. You know. On your side, how difficult was that for you? Uh, not very hard. Okay. My dad absolutely was fully infatuated with her from the time he met her. Uh, as a matter of fact, we don't talk about this whole lot, but me and her split up for about three months. Yeah. After about 10 months of dating. Seven. Seven months of dating. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, in uh, my dad coming there after, after we broke up and he told me, he said, don't bring any more girls around because I don't want to get attached to any of them. He goes, you were stupid for letting that one go. Like she was his daughter from the second, you know, and that way, you know, when, when she had the ultimatum put on her by breaking up with me or, or moving out, you know, my dad would, he told us that night because when it happened, we were all sitting in the cheesecake factory at park small and, you know, she was crying and I had to go up to my dad and explain to him what was going on. And immediately without even questioning, he looked at me and goes, you go get that girl stuff. So, I mean, my dad loved her. Uh, my mom, my mom loves her. My mom had issues af after we got married because I guess it become real to my mother that this woman come in and took her baby boy away yeah. because I was no longer at my mother's beck and call per se. You know, I had, I was accountable to her now. So my mom had issues with that getting going forward. But once she popped out some grandbabies, <laughs> <laughs> they come around. Yeah. Now my mom takes up for her instead of me. So yeah, uh, it wasn't very hard. I think the hardest part was just uh, her and her family were very strong in in their beliefs yep. and and with church and and at that point in time I wasn't nothing to do with it. So being pressed to come to church all the time really got annoying to me fast. And I I told him that I wasn't going to marry him unless he was more involved in church. Yeah. So it, that that was the hardest part for me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm thankful. She didn't give up on me. For sure. Because I Same. wouldn't be sitting here right now, you know? For sure. So, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't hard at all. I'd do it all over again if I could. <laughs> I Aww. guess I would, too. Yeah. So, what has been y'all's, let's say, greatest blessings of being married for 13 years? What? Let's go Andrew first. Let's do it together because I think we're going to have the same answer. Excluding kids. You ready? Oh, uh, really? <laughs> just took it out. <laughs> Greatest blessing. You know, kids are only a small portion of your marriage when they're actually in your house. That's only 18 years compared to a you, lifetime. You want a my answer? Lifetime. Yeah. Uh, that's why I asked you. She saved my life. Hmm. I mean, let, let's be honest. She saved yeah. my life. I was I was down a, a bad road. I had no desire to, to be close to God. I had no desire to be a good person per se. I was very selfish. I was very about my own ways. Uh, I just, I was, I had no desires in life. Mm -hmm. 
you know, all I wanted to do was be a rock star, you know, because <laughs> every band in the world makes it big, and my band was going to do it. So that's a, so she come in like a wrecking ball, and she saved my life. She made me grow up. She she kept pushing me to get closer to God and completely changed me for the better. So just being with her has been the biggest blessing. That's good. I mean, she saved my life. <clears throat> Ashley? You have to follow that. I mean, that was a really good answer. <laughs> Mine's not that great. Um, I like the comfort of going home to someone that is choosing to be there for you and not like, you know, your mom, your dad, your siblings, they are there almost out of obligation. Um, but Andrew chooses me every day. Mm-hmm. Not every day. <laughs> Most days. Probably not yesterday. <laughs> Probably not. We... We we were buttonheads <laughs> yesterday. Just say that we, we bought a piece of furniture, and oh. it was we don't work well home. as team. Okay, <laughs> well in life we do, but when it comes to home assembly stuff, we don't work well as a team. So I feel like um, a part of premarital counseling should be going to IKEA and buying a piece of furniture and then putting it together. Together. Oh, that, that would be tough. Yeah. That is the true <laughs> test. Good luck. I've gotten fortunate enough. That when it comes to big ticket items like the trampoline, the swing set, yeah. and all that, I call Marshall to come help me. And Marshall, he he's he's blunt enough to tell Ashley just go inside. Because <laughs> like it scares me. Because when he leaves, I've got to stay there. Yeah, you know. So like I'm not trying to be very mean to her. Yeah. But Marshall, like, listen, because she comes, she she has a tendency to micromanage, and she yeah. she does it honestly out of the goodness of her heart. No, she, she doesn't. She thinks she's helping. <laughs> she thinks I really she's do. helping. Oh, <laughs> but then do to you. <laughs> but then we're like, well, are you going to look at the instructions? I'll look at the pictures. Or are you going to do that? Go. <laughs> just, just, yeah. yeah. Go inside. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's probably a, a good thing. I think premarital counseling should definitely have that, Ashlyn. I think so. You want to start? We should start doing premarital counseling for people. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't say a word to them. We just take my Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> we get an entertainment center from Ikea because, you know, all their, all their instructions are in like Swedish, <laughs> right? So we just do that, put them in a room, lock the doors like an escape room, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Man, Once you finish, then you can leave. <laughs> I mean, that's. Stay in the them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I remember the first time where. Me and Abigail went golfing together, and she's never been around a golf course. She's never even watched golf before. She hates mini golf. She never has done anything golf-related. Um, and so the first time I went golfing, I think I probably had top three worst rounds of my life. Um, <laughs> and I, I was mad. Yeah. Like, I, like, whenever you get mad in golf, it's a different kind of mad than yes. anything else. Yes. Um, I mean, all you have to do is just hit a little white ball straight. That's and all long. you have to do. Yeah. But I could not do that. It was so bad. And I was so mad. And she, I feel like she was so scared that it was her <laughs> fault or Aww. that I was about to just like be done. And after that, she was like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I just, <laughs> but it, she's still around. So that's how I know she's a keeper, man. Here you go. Ashlyn, have you ever went golfing with me? Yes. One time. Once. I was pregnant with Jackson. It hasn't happened since. And it was a little par three, the little par three course on the edge okay, of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she, she almost she took off while I was getting in because I, 
I let her drive. I let Abigail drive once and it did not end well. And so literally we got off the parking lot and she took wrong turn and she was trying to reverse it and I had to reverse. I'm like, just get out. I'm going to do it. And that was, we didn't even start yet. We just went out of the parking lot and golf is something. Listen, I share a lot of things in my life with my wife. One thing I will not share (laughs) golf. I've learned. I've learned gentlemen's only ladies forbidden. It's literally in the name. So yeah, no golf. Golf will ruin marriages before anything else. I guarantee that. Uh, I can see that. Yeah. But in closing, um, Andrew, we have uh, done a uh, how many how many episodes have we done on love? On love, I want to say this is seven. Seven episodes. Yes. Okay. So let's do a three minute review on the whole entire series of love, and then I want you to give one word to the listeners after that. Um, that they can just remember out of the series, out of and excluding like advice, the word, yeah, okay, excluding yeah. the word love, you can't use that one. All right, so this whole series of love, I, I have always been infatuated with love. I mean, in high school, I was I I started writing a book about it, and uh, just because it always, it's not a word that needs to be thrown around. Mm-hmm. Like even even taking the biblical aspect out of it. The word love should not be thrown around. You should never tell somebody, especially in a romantic setting, that you love them if you don't. But with the series of love, I wanted people to look at the biblical aspects of love. I wanted them to see how God loves us. You know, we, we talked about Which is about amazing. That. Yes. An amazing, awe-inspiring love. I mean, just understanding the little bit about God's love for us, it, it dumbfounds me. It, it leaves me speechless because it's such an unconditional love you know, every other love that we have in this life to some point is conditional. You know, even even a parent can walk away from a child because they make them mad. Therefore, the kid did not did not hold up to to the standards that the parent set. So therefore, they walk away from it. You have parents that give up kids all the time. So that's a conditional love. Even your parents, you know, which is the most purest form of love other than God's that we should have. And so God's love is so unconditional for us. You understand, we have a God that is a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances, fifth chances. No matter how much I've messed up in my life, God has never given up on me. Yeah, His love has never faulted for me. His, His grace is sufficient for all and for eternity. You know, that love is, is just amazing. So we wanted to look at God's love for us. Then we needed to look at our love for God, how our love for God should be. It should be never ending as well. Now it's not going to be a perfect love like God's, but we should love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul and every, all of our strength. So we, we looked at our love for God. Then we looked at our love for ourselves. We looked at self-worth that we should have for ourselves because we are children of God. Now self-worth people can be happy with who they are as people, but you'll never truly have self-worth without God Mm -hmm. because your life has no worth without God. You know, so we looked at, at how you should you should value yourself more because you are a child of God mm-hmm. and that is given to you by God. Yeah. You have to understand, people, there is nothing in this life, nothing, nothing, nothing in this life without God. God gives it all to you, even if you're doing something as stupid as playing like a scratch uh, a scratch off ticket, you know. Marshall's grandpa last week won a substantial amount of money on a scratch-off ticket. And I'm talking substantial. Wow. Right? Even that, God had a hand in. God has a hand in everything. 
everything. Even if Satan's designed it, God's allowing Satan to do that for a purpose. God's going to put you through stuff for a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it's just to strengthen your faith. You know, so going to Joseph, what his brothers did, they meant it for evil, but God ended up making good out of it. Yeah. And Joseph even told his brothers, you didn't do this to me. God did this for me so I could do this for you, you know? So, but that was a self-worth that, that God gives us. God gives us everything. And then eventually, you know, lastly, we looked at love for others. Uh, you know, last week we looked at platonic relationships, you know, friendships, family, uh, we looked at how we're to love one another, where we are even our enemies. You know, God tells us to love your enemy, to pray for those who do evil to you, stuff like that. You know, there are things that, that we overlook daily as people, you know, and, and doing that episode made me realize, you know, we still have to love those people, even if they make you mad. Yeah. Uh, so we looked at that, and then we also looked at dating uh, you know, that's the, the firm foundation of a relationship. People date to figure out if that's who they want to spend the rest of their life with. Um, so it's very important that you're very careful on who you date, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I tell the teens that all the time, you know, don't, if you're in, and like I told Ashley sitting in Carden party factory parking lot, you remember that conversation? Yep. Uh, you know, I've, that, that was when I found out she didn't want to get married and she didn't want to have kids. And what did I tell you? Then what are we doing here? Then what are we doing here? Because that's my end game. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a family. And eventually, you know, thank God, by the grace of God, she come around. Uh, you know, and I think that was all. Mine and Ashley's whole relationship, I believe, has just been the divinity of God. Yeah, like for sure. it's been God's had his hand in our Because if you look on paper at who I was at 19 years old and who she was at 18 years old, there was no way that we would have that anybody could would put money on the fact that we would make it. Yeah. Let alone even date. But for some reason we started dating. Then we got married and we haven't quit yet. You know? Uh but it, it it's all love for another, you know, and marriage is once you get married, that's it. I mean that's that's your person, you know? And so I think it's vitally important that husbands understand who they are to be in the marriage and the wives understand who they are to be in the marriage because in order for you to work together, you have to know what your individual jobs are. Now, am I saying you're going to execute it 100% of the time? No. No, you can ask Ashley. Yesterday, I failed as a husband completely, right? Mm-hmm. And she failed as a wife yesterday. Mm-hmm. But us working together, we got through it. Don't people, you have to understand you, you can't just give up on a marriage quick. Yeah. Divorce needs, if it's going to happen, it needs to be well thought out. It needs, because here's the deal that, that breaks relationships that will be hard to mend. If you look at it six months down the road and it's a mistake, you know, and I can tell you when, when I broke up with Ashley for that three months, I, immediately realized that that was a mistake. It took me three months to get the courage to, to try and mend it because at that point I realized I had screwed up so bad. I didn't think she was going to come back, but I told her, and, and I don't know if you remember this, but the night in the hotel, I told you, if you will give me another chance, I will never leave you again. Mm -hmm. Didn't I say that? Yep. And I haven't. 
sometimes I wish she would leave me for like an hour. <laughs> just give me an hour to, to just kind of hang out. But thankfully, she goes to bed early and I go to bed late. So I get, you know, I get the kids in bed and then I get TV for like <laughs> three hours until I finally get tired enough. I either fall asleep in the chair for an hour before I go to bed. But yeah, man, uh, it, love is ultimately if there's one thing that you get from the love love series is that every love is different you can't generically love everybody the same way and uh if i could give you any advice in one word it would be compassion Hmm. i'm gonna take i'm gonna take back to that okay because no matter what kind of love you're looking at you've got to have compassion for that people yeah and here you go. I'll throw in an extra one word for free. How about that? I'm not even going to charge you. I'm like the ShamWow guy. <laughs> Get too free. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> understanding. Love comes with understanding. You have to understand, God loves us because he understands us. He knows us. He knows us completely. I mean, he knows literally how many hairs Marshall used to have on his head before they started exiting his head and going to his back. <laughs> Roasted. It happens. But God knows us completely. He understands us. Yeah. You know, like there's nobody in in the history of histories that's ever going to understand you more than your God, yeah. than, your, than your heavenly father. But take that. I think People. it's also also important to remember that although there are some different different types of love, the source of love is always the same. Yes, um, as in First John, uh, I think First John chapter three, uh, God is love. Um, God is this, love. This love, the source of love that we have from our Father, is something that is can't we can't describe yeah. in all honesty. Um, the type of love that a father would give his son to die for rebellious people. Um, the fact that this God would forgive a nation that has turned against him so many times. Yeah. The love that a savior scorned by his own people rebelled by his own people. This love is something that we can't even fathom. Yeah. But it's, but without it, we'd never be able to love somebody ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, love is different, but you're right. It all comes from the same exact source, and that source never changes. That's true. You know? Exactly right. Uh, but understanding, you, you have to understand the people in your life. Yeah. You know, I love Ashley because I understand her. You know, I, I love Marshall because I understand him. I know who they are. Yeah. You know, and that takes time. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, compassion and understanding, those those will take you a long way. And the last, the last one, because I told you, but wait, there's more. <laughs> the last one I'm going to give you, if you effectively want to love anybody, God. Like you said, God is love. You know, without God, you're, you're, you're never going to know real love. It's going to be infatuation. Yeah. It's going to be lust. It's going to be all these other things that Satan masks as love. And like we said in the beginning episodes in the church series, um, if our vertical relationship is right with God, our horizontal relationship is going to be so much easier with people, especially in love. Preach! Um, this, <laughs> like, it, it's true. If we have the vertical relationship right, God, uh, with God, our love is going to be so different. And like we said last week, it's going to be so much different than what 
the world offers. Here you go. Ashley. Yeah. Our first years of our marriage, even though I was, quote, end quote, going to church, I was not... I was not striving for a relationship with God, correct? Correct. So my vertical relationship was not right, right? Mm-hmm. How much did we fight and argue in our early years of marriage? A lot. Once I started helping with the youth and I got more involved with my relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying it's perfect, but have we fought near as much? Are our, our, our arguments as close together now? No. Exactly. Because my vertical relationship's right, therefore... It's it's mending my my ver- my horizontal relationships. Yep, that's good. That's good. But hey, I you got anything else, Christian? I'm good. Ashley, got anything you want to add? A little roast on Andrew? Oh. Come on, bro, oh. bring it. I'm not bring good the at heat. That. Um, she's only good at comebacks. She. I've she, gotten really good at comebacks. She's oh. never been able to initiate the roast. <laughs> that's so mean. <laughs> I know, but all right. Hey, Ashley, Lynn, listen, I love you. Love you. Man, uh-huh. you were you were awesome. I think so too. I thank you for coming on this. <laughs> yes, this thank podcast. you, Ashley. Yeah, appreciate it. It's, it's, it's been fun. We'll have to have you back again. <laughs> <I'm> so scared. <laughs> but other than that, guys, listen. We love you. We thank you for listening. Uh, go check out them social medias. You know, we got the Facebook, we got the Instagram, we got the Twitter. We even have the website. Christian, what's that website? Oh man, uh, Project Unify <laughs> at GoDaddySites.com But guys, listen, we're getting merch. We're getting t-shirts. T-shirts that don't have our faces on it, but we'll have the logo. They'll be $15, but we'll have a limited supply. So if you want one, you need to go online to any of those social medias and you need to tell us about it. You need to let us know what size you want, how many, so we can order those. Yes. Um, but other than that, listen. Also, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to drop one in the comments of any social media platform or mm. on our website. Uh, sure. Hopefully, one day we can do a Q&A uh, if there's any questions. Uh, maybe we can make an episode out of it if there is a certain question we want to answer, and it could take a little bit longer to expound on. Um, yeah, drop your questions down below um, in any of the social media platforms. Marsha, got anything? Uh, Project Unified TX at gmail.com is the email if you want to shoot us one over there, too. That's good. Ooh, yeah. We man, all the email. plugs, man. I'm telling you, we got it. But listen, we love you. This has been another episode of Project Unify. Beside me is Christian. In front of me is the professor, Marshall. And I'm your boy, Andrew. We love you, and we're out. Peace. Bye.